1: Hey you guys and welcome to another episode of Just The Sip. I have a very special lady here today. She is from my home state. She has been a part of my life since Danity Kane and and making the band came on the scene. I fell in love with her the first time I saw her on screen and I've fallen in love with her music all over again as a solo artist. Please welcome Dawn Richards, everybody. We're about to have a full Kiki right now. Let's y'all. have a key. Let's have a key. By the way, the first time I ever saw Making the Band and you came on screen, you know, and it was Dawn Richards. And I'm like, that's Dawn Richard.
2: Yeah. They never
1: under, get it right. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from yeah, Louisiana. They
2: never get it right. And it's wild because I, I grew up always being that. So I never mm-hmm. thought like, in my mind, I, it just seemed natural for people never to get that wrong in like my entire career. They just been butchering that, such an easy name. But I realized, you know, New Orleans has such a staple for French culture that when you leave it, no one, they don't think in that same way. I never thought that would be an issue, ever.
1: Yeah, It's, it's really nuts because a lot of people don't know this, but when you grow up in Louisiana, you know, a lot of times people believe and I, I grew up in the 90s where if you were going to make it out of that city, if you're going to make it out the hood, you had to throw a basketball, you had to throw a football, Come you had to dribble a basketball or, rap. or, or you had to rap. You had to mm-hmm. be a rapper in order to get out. So was that your motivation in music? Was it to get out of a certain space?
2: That's wild that you say that. What's crazy is nobody was coming to New Orleans during that time. Right, when I like the only influences we had for like pop culture or being like, cause I always loved like dance, pop, um, alternative music. And there was not a lot of that in New Orleans, yeah. let alone, right? So my examples was Cash Money, No Limit. Yes. Right. And then Mia um, X. Right. Mia X and uh, Katie Red and yes. uh, Big Frida. Big Frida. And well Frida came later. Katie Red and Messy Maya was my era. Um, got arrested, messy my hustle. Yeah. Um, but but that was, and then the other side of that was like you said, football sports. So like there was no like the closest pop icon we had was Britney Spears from Kent L- Kentwood, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So like being a black girl trying to do pop or alternative was just not. You couldn't do that in New Orleans, and that yeah. was the lane that I wanted to be in. So I had to leave to even get a shot because there wasn't anything that looked like me for what I was trying to go for. So I even auditioned for making the band in Orlando
1: uh, because the closest auditions was Orlando and Atlanta wow and how did you find out about because a lot of times too you'll have what i love about being from louisiana is like you'll hear have a friend who heard about the audition right and who will be like oh i went to school with this girl dawn she right. can sing and dance we're gonna we're gonna send this to uh evelyn's niece yes down evelyn
2: and them evelyn and them <laughs> yes uh, yes. <laughs> yes to be perfectly honest uh so i was dancing in the nba i danced for the new orleans hornets at the time they were the hornets not the mm-hmm. Pelicans. Uh, I was in a senior in college. I was stern. My parents were stern, so I went to school rather quickly. So I was 19, and I was a senior in college. And wow. I was hustling, and I was, to make side money, I was an NBA cheerleader. And I did that because I wanted to sing, and they were very political. So if you didn't know somebody's cousin, you couldn't sing the national yes. anthem. Yes. So the choice was to, to sing the anthem. I was like, well, I could dance. So I auditioned to dance so that I could sing the anthem. so like I wound up making the dance team and that then helped me like say okay well the girls knew I could sing they knew I could sing and so then they were like yo there's this show you should try out for on television uh Diddy is looking for girls and I was like first of all nobody from New Orleans ever makes it on a television show no one and then I was like second I had tried out for American Idol and they told me my tone was a bit too different for what I was you know, for that show, I went all the yeah. way through to the, the producers, and they were like, "Your your tone is not belty. You have a tone, but it doesn't like belt, right? It's more you have of a, too much
1: soul for that. It's an
2: aesthetic, right? Because the Fantasia yes. had soul, but she was strong, like yeah, like uh, you know, church, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. wasn't necessarily my my sound. So they were just like, it's it's too stylized. You won't you won't do well.
1: Isn't it weird that like for a black girl, they want you to be churchy and they want you to be you're churchy, Yeah,
2: if you're that, then you got a belt, right? You got to be that, right? And I, I, that wasn't, so I was kind of like, dang, I don't even know if I should try out because I already knew what that was. But the girls was like, no, you should, because they're looking for dancers and singers. And I had been dancing my whole life. So it was like nothing. I was the co-captain of the, the NBA cheerleaders. So I was like, okay, let me dance. Let me figure it out. The only two cities was Orlando and, and Atlanta. So I just went to Orlando because I had went to Atlanta for the American Idol. American Idol,
1: bad juju. Right, bad juju. You already. And too know. many black girls. There are too many black girls in Atlanta. Well, I didn't think so about I'm it like go that. Showcase yeah, in Orlando. I didn't think oh, about it like that. Thing. But I
2: did think it was bad juju. I did think it was bad juju. So I went to Orlando with two hundred dollars in my pocket, stayed in a Roche motel, and I walked like two miles to the, to the. It was Paris Hilton's club. And I walked because I couldn't afford to stay downtown uh, and try it oh. out. And my first judge was Lorianne. And she saw it. She loved it. She loved me immediately And she, and it was a singing. It was singing first. Um, Andre Harrell liked me too. And he was like, that's different. What's going on there. So I just knew if I could get past the singing, I knew the dance was, I was so fresh with the eight count because I was dancing daily. So I understood like oh, choreographer, yes. I was receiving choreo and eight counts fast because at that time I had been the prime of like my dancing career because we were doing two, three, four or five games a day, a week. Yeah. I got past the singing and it was like the eight count, all the girl, not everybody could dance. Oh, you were ready to body. I was ready. I had my Missy Elliott sneakers, baby. Yes.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 I had wait, my wait, Missy wait. Elliott high top that came up to you. Y'all, yeah. y'all don't even know. Look, yeah. I don't, I've been in LA for 11 years. I don't have an accent, but anytime I'm across from somebody who has a little bit of an accent, Mike comes like, out. So we're yeah. about to start talking <laughs> in subtitles for y'all's asses. Yeah. yeah. What I love about this story, and I want to know this, when you were walking those two miles with probably now $120 in nice. your pocket because you just spit 80 out. No, for, I spent
2: 100, honey. Yeah, because she, yeah, yeah. she was expensive.
1: She was expensive. And a, you know. had to get that fresh weave. You had to get Wait. that fresh weave before Well, she you wasn't went. even
2: fresh, hon. She was giving you... I had yellow orange. I was giving you orange, burnt orange weave situation. She was giving me
1: Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Uh-huh. In Dirty. Yes, yes. What was... What was going through your mind when you were crossing that highway to get to that audition, knowing that that could change your life?
2: All I could think of was I ain't got nothing to lose, you know? So, like, I got in the line with Hope, but kind of like I had already come to the conclusion that, like... It was yours. It was... Well, not even it was mine. I, I... there is nothing else. And at that time, there was nothing else in New Orleans, right? So like, it couldn't be worse than what it was before. Yeah. So I was just like, let me figure it out and see what happens.
1: Was this pre-Katrina or post-Katrina? Pre. And by the way... Let me let you guys know something out there. I'm from two hours outside of New Orleans. Right. And anytime I say I'm from Louisiana, the first thing people would say in Los Angeles was, oh my God, Katrina. I know. <laughs> and I felt like Katrina <laughs> kind of got me in a lot of doors. Yeah. People wanted to know about the hurricane. And yes, when I was in Baton Rouge, we were devastated. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like New Orleans, but you no. could see yeah. the but aftermath it of
2: it. It affected everybody.
1: So you didn't even walk in with that. Oh my God, she's from Katrina. She has a story behind you because no. this was before shit happened. Yeah, no, this
2: was regular, regular New Orleans girl. I was very shy. I was very militant in the sense that, like, I just really, I knew that you didn't get shots like this, right? So I yeah. came in very much like. And then again, like I said, I was trained at that time because we were literally my body at that point. You know, it was it's not like being an NBA cheerleader is rough. Like you, it's like we have to, yeah. you have to be a certain. You get weighed. You have to be a certain size you have to like yeah. it's, it's a very strategic you have to work out your body has to it's very shallow. you have yeah. to visually be a certain thing so at the time I kind of knew what it was and I was coming into it like a well
1: oiled machine. Uh, and how long did you have to wait until you got that call that okay, oh, it you was were gonna idiot. be on the show
2: So literally the first audition was vocals. And then um, they sent us, you know, you got you got that if you made it, then you they told you to come back the next day. And it was dance. So me, the, the thing was, the girls that could sing, not like 60 percent of them didn't really have the a moves. dance skill. Right. So like once you got past that, I was like, OK, I called my parents and I was like, I made it to the first round. And they were like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah. And then I came back. It was five thousand girls. They picked three out of oh everybody. My God. Yeah, no and I, So the next day, we just kept dancing, and I was like, "Oh, lorraine is tough. I love that because that was the kind of teacher that I was normally. Yeah. My, mom, my mom owned the dancing school. That was kind of like vibe I loved. But I never thought, I never would have thought. And he, they, that night, that evening, they picked, they picked three girls out of the the five thousand.
1: Let me first start off by saying to what I love about. Laurianne, and it was almost like you guys were meant to meet each other. Yeah. When you learn how to dance in Louisiana, let me first start off by on, saying there thing. are no numbers. There are no numbers. No, it is a when she dee, says now nah, drop dee, it like it's hot. Right. It's pow. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no numbers. So when Lori Ann comes in with boom, boom cat cat, da, right. da 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 pa, pa Right. People that's are what like, my what my
2: the f- yeah, but that's not my mom taught. That's my, how my, That's my how that was our it. dance in school. Mm, ah, mm, da, da, mm, e, mm. eight. <laughs> 100%. Two. Mm, like it's yes. not, yeah. And so, like, that has carried on with me, even with, like, so with my new project, even being indie and being, like, with the, the new album and, like, how my career, the trajectory dance has always, it, it got me through the door. It's what saved me constantly. And I still, to this day, lean on the eight count, even with the work that I have with this new project, Second Line, like everything is this, like it all refers back to, like you just said, New Orleans, the A-count and what we see it to believe it as. So like, this has been a crazy journey,
1: but it all started with that line. Wow. Wow. And then you got—I mean, look—we all tried out for the real world. I tried out for the real world, really, I mean, at least four times. Yeah, oh my because you God, know, like you,
2: I never would have like done, like done,
1: done the real world though. I never would have. done No, no, the real world. I would have did it. I would have did it. Let they would have I hated did me. It. I just—I can't. No. Oh, they would have hated me too. Uh-uh. I would have been the drunk gay dude who yes, never showed up for filming. Should. As as yes. yes, as but you should. Like you, I thought the real world was my only chance to get out because mm-hmm. I couldn't shoot a basketball. My right. ass didn't rap. Like, I wasn't right. juvenile. Um, I can't. Ew. You know, so, I mean, I didn't know, but it's was interesting for me to watch you mm-hmm. on Making the Band and remembering going to school the next day and people just wanting to talk about what had happened That's on Making the Band. And see, because we didn't see didn't it know. that
2: way. No, like, we didn't even know we were that big. Like we didn't even know, like we were in a home, in a house, you know, like quietly, like no phones, nothing.
1: But you were ready to like, i mean, like, I could see it in her face. She's ready to cut some of these hoes right now because- No,
2: I wasn't. No, because again, I was wor- working with 25. So NBA, you have 20 girls and they rotate. So you only have 12 to 14 on the court and each time girls have slots. So every day I was with chicks all the time already.
1: So you were um, used to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like that was that. Uh, I was fine with that. What I it's just for me the cameras was jarring because we were not. I, I'm just real. Like I did New Orleans. We built We it's real. Yeah. Like black and white for us. This was a job. I saw it as a competition. So like I wasn't trying yes. to be friends with nobody. I was trying to figure out. Okay, this is. i um, It was strategic. Like. Yes. But, you know, I'm thinking of it like, yeah, that. no, okay. no,
1: you gotta, you gotta I swear to God, and everybody mind, out. my mind, my
2: well, yeah, my mind immediately was like, okay, so first off, first off rip, I knew Aubrey and Dre was gonna make the band. Puff would 100%. not. 100%. Well, because no, no brand, no, I was coming from college, I was in marketing, so I was like, no man's going to build these two girls up to then not let the, the people are invested. There's no way. So I already knew there were three slots, I never thought there was five. So, oh, so in my mind, Every time I stood next to them, I needed to make sure I I vibed with them sonically and visually because my first thought was it's got to make sense with those two girls. I knew that off the gate, but nobody else thought that I never told anybody that, but I knew that. So to me, I was like, okay. And then when I started feeding off of like aesthetically what we were going to look like. I knew there weren't going to be a lot of black girls and that the He needed a blonde. Too. He needed well, a they blonde had, and they needed a blonde. So I already in my mind look at how the black girls was looking at Aubrey and Dre and them like we're talented so we got this. The black girls were like we got vocals, we got this. Mm-hmm. And we weren't thinking about the other end of it which is the marketability, the sale. And th- th- that th- the sale to me already told me we got to fit in with these two girls. It has to aesthetically work with Adre and Aubrey.
1: This is blowing my mind because mm-hmm. I knew that look- already. I talk to people who go on Survivor. I talk to people who go on Big Brother. Everybody has a plan. Everybody, the smart people who get yeah. to, you know, the end. Well, yeah, you have
2: to humble yourself because that was you never. Do. Yeah, the, the black girls came in like we got this. He wants a black band. And I was like, Johnny Wright wouldn't be here if they want if he they wanted a predominantly black band. Because Johnny Wright only did pop. He yes. wanted white girls. You know, like not in a disrespectful way, but that was, I mean, he had Janet, but the truth is in sync, his trajectory was pop. So yeah. I if you're going to have a manager like that, I knew it wasn't going to be no R&B, Black, all- 100%. Yes. Yeah. So and we already had
1: Destiny's Child. And we right. hadn't,
2: and you yeah. know what I mean, so Destiny's Child like, I mean, hadn't panned out. That. Right. So my immediate thought was, there's a lot of Black girls here. There is a lot of this. And there's only two, maybe two slots for two Black slots. girls. Right. So like the hunger in me was, I have to stay focused because there's a, my, you know, like it got to make sense. Like, and yeah. then my, my tone- I thought the only edge I ever thought I ever had was because all the girls were lead singers. I never thought I was going to be a lead singer because my tone was to harmonize. So I yes. loved the harmony. The background singing was my thing. So I was looking to blend. How do you like how like my favorite part? I knew that they needed a lower or a bottom girl and there weren't no girls trying to take that spot. They were so busy trying to be this. this and, you, top dollar. Right. And that's what I love about And I, I, I was, was trying to you. blend. Right. So every group I was in, I was always partnered with Drea. Always. We were always in the same group. That's the one girl I've always, like when we would get in tra- challenges, she was always the girl I was in the group with. Her and I became the sound, the bulk of BK yes. because we would sing, she'd sing the melody and I'd always sing either the octave or against her. So together, the melody. And we became, I think the reason why it was naturally that way is because yes. we were always together in each group, we started to develop a sound.
1: But you also knew your role and you knew where your strength was. Yeah, I was fine was. with it, yeah. And a lot of times, and you know, I loved all the girls on the show, mm-hmm. but I felt like Dee would sometimes let her ego get in the way of herself. Because I think she's she, great. She
2: No, I think you have to believe in yourself in that way. I, I, and, and here's the thing. I think you could be a lead. And like, I feel, still felt like tone. I knew I, I knew I could be that. But I also understood what a group was. And I think what happened with and I can't speak for D because only D knows her story. But I feel yes. like I feel like in that way, we were not supported. As black women, as we should have been in that situation, we were we were cast aside when I think we could have been valued more as black. women I agree women with in that. that. So she has every right to feel whichever she felt because her talent spoke to that. Just like I felt like all five of us had that ability. The problem with that is in girl groups, to aesthetically, they will never let there be five leads. It just won't. Even if we yeah. can believe it, the foundation is always going to allow it to be one thing. And here's the well, gotcha.
1: Yeah. We saw the Fifth Harmony situation. Yeah, But here's we the saw gotcha. How we that lost. Erupted.
2: We lost immediately because we had two girls who had a way longer journey and was already popular before us. Like, get into that. Aubrey and Dre was already sustained from a previous show. Aubrey and wh- So What
1: were they on before? Aubrey
2: and Dre had a season before we even came on. They were kept. Oh my God! Hold on, Malika, there was Aubrey, making and the band one. That's what I'm trying to then, tell you. Yes, when we brought the black oh, girls. They already was stars. They were popular. Yes, I so forgot how, about this. Say he never would have let them go. They were too big. Yes, and when we came, we were really fighting for three spots because no smart person would let those two girls go. They were. And they had were smart. Girls, they, Right, Puff wouldn't do that. that the numbers would, that people wouldn't even invest in us as a girl group if those two girls wouldn't have made it because they, people had fell in love with them from the previous show, right? So they already had a relationship.
1: This is the thing that got me. Though. Mm-hmm. I love Diddy because Diddy is a mad scientist. Okay. You know, he's a mad scientist. Like, I don't okay. know, it works every time it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. And There was this moment where the show took a turn for me. I feel like when you guys moved in that house and it was the five of you, you of like you guys had made the group. The group was all done. It was almost like, all right, now you all are going to go in the studio. You're going to record this part. You're going to try this. Part, blah blah. It wasn't like it was set up. I almost felt like it was set up for you guys to then try to crush each other before the journey even really started.
2: We were the first of reality, really. So there were no scripts. They put us like rats in a, in a maze and said, go. And we were a compet- we were competitors and then we had to become artists together. So it was already going to be difficult. You can't yeah. expect a sisterhood. I mean, girl groups have been together forever failed, even when they were friends and sisters. We were competitors and then had to figure that out. What I will say, though, is I think you're right in the sense that the, we were talented. We just needed more time to evolve as sisters. The amount of time we put in to be competitors, we had to figure each other out. As sisters and we couldn't we were immediately thrown in it but it built strength you know like i'm very grateful for this process because i don't think i would have been able to be the artist that i am now create the music that yeah. i'm creating now as the artist that i am now had i not had that journey right because not only did i have Dirty dandy Kane i had dirty money too so like was multiple, right i had i had multiple opportunities and i think we all were as the, in this thing as females, that competitiveness, that way, that trigger that we have has created us to be what we are now. We were never built long enough to sustain, you know, like we weren't built to love each other. We were built to be competitors and then somehow create an, an, authentic, yeah, a
1: bond. Yeah. an authentic
2: bond. And that's with race, different races. Cause so that's culturally, we're on all different pages. Um, financial equity, everything, we're just different. We come from different lives and then we're supposed to figure all of that out. That's just not realistic. Uh, I think we did a good job for however long we lasted.
1: Let's say making the band where they found Aubrey and Andrea and then you had making the band where you guys got together. Do you think if you would have had a year or two after that to just not be on camera? I think to we, just needed, not- no,
2: we, we needed a new manager. We needed a new team, new everything. Like, you needed like, just a whole new, fl- about that. fresh, it's like you, fresh. It's like you walk into life and they say, we didn't get to choose our manager, our team, nothing. We walked into a line, we made a band, and then we received this stuff, right? So, like, we didn't even have yeah. access to people who genuinely knew who we were or wanted. So, you know, the truth is, I think had we had a team we could pick, had we had an opportunity to not live on camera and actually, like, sustain ourselves as people, that would have worked. Yeah. there were too many components variables because when a camera's on you you don't even have to worry about your image your your vibe how you say things so you can't even have private moments you can't it's yeah. just it's, so that's that and then man it's just too much like if anything what I've realized is going independent and being DIY like how I am now it showed me their trajectory like the, the, the literal hardships we had with all of that yeah. right because um, now to have to, to take your creative control and rein it in with like so for example me eight years as an independent artist I've been able to take creatively the control over my career I get you to love pick that. the team I do I get to pick the team I get to tell have have a say in how I want to write as a writer um as a to produce my own albums I get to be able to to line up with like for example second line I just came out I was able to finally be seen as a producer, I take the reins on showing my city and the culture of it, and, yeah. and showing. We didn't get jacuzzi any of is that. My Thank you so much. Jacuzzi we did, is my we shit that freedom, right? So, like, no one would have known us as we are. It was multiple components, not just one thing. It wasn't like we said we're going to implode, and it's on. Yeah, we had our issues. We were we we own it. It was all of our fault. We all didn't yeah. do the things we needed to do, but it was. Beyond that, there were just
1: the foundation yeah, was wasn't was right. not built to be, to sustain. We were five actually different personalities, dope, right? It, right. For like sure. It was cool for
2: television, but the truth was, we were actually great together. But we didn't get a chance
1: to facilitate that. Like we, yeah, it's like a movie set. I mean, you watch a movie, a TV show, and you see the house, and the house that the family that at Family Matters grew up in, or the house great. that the Brady's it's grew true. up in, was it great. Was but when you got on the set and you got behind the scenes, yeah, and you realized that it was, it was just it son, was.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was just that's the, the truth. Yeah, like I have a record that I did called Castles off of my um, a Black Heart album, and it speaks about how we, how Danity came was built out of sand. We built castles out of so sand. A sandcastle is beautiful, but as soon as the little wind blows, soon as the water comes through, it's gone. Wow. And yeah, like us, and, and so it's unfair to name one girl and say everybody. We, we had our we we're mouthy and we're a lot. And that's true. But every girl go. Don't get this twisted. Every girl band, every boy group, Paul from the party of to the Beatles. They hate they have fought. They have. But it has to be a stability. And the truth of it is we never started stable. We never started yeah. like they didn't think we would go that far. I don't think and they, they thought it'd be a really good television show. They never thought we would actually create something that was you know, sturdy enough uh, in the art realm, right? An incredible yeah. album. Or they didn't expect us to be writers or producers. You know, they didn't. What was give the us first the album? Uh, Danny D. Kane, It was self-titled, and then the second one was Welcome, which I love. Welcome, Welcome to, to, dollhouse. to Dollhouse, and so, then the DK Three album. Do you have a? First that's on weekend. the Danny D. Kane K. self-titled album.
1: And then everybody, I mean, Lemonade was. Yeah, that's DK Three. That, was, that when was back together.
2: Yeah, with, that with was... Tiger.
0: Yeah.
1: What advice would you give somebody who is about to be put with five people, four people that they don't know?
2: I don't give advice because I clearly am a hot mess. And I my, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> don't listen to nobody. Nobody know what they're doing. That's the truth. And even the big ones, everybody's out here trying to figure it out. Follow your own path. Make like real, real truth. Like don't listen to nobody who says this is what you should do because they guess their whole way there and the process. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I have no idea because obviously what I did did not work because I am not in a girl group anymore. I am.
1: You <laughs> in made my three own journey. hit albums. You made yeah, three hit, hit albums. And I would
2: still be in those. I I personally consider myself still in those albums in those groups because I love those groups and I will always work with those groups. I love my groups. You know, both the same. Um, so I would always work with Danny King or Dirty Money. I would, yeah. I've never not wanted to work with with them. I would totally do it any day. Um, But I think for me right now, I've been able to I've been really able to solidify myself as a solo artist. And that was something that I never would have thought I would have done. Uh, And I worked really hard to get here as as a black indie artist to really, you know, open up a lane where black girls are not seen. Right. I always saw pop culture and electronic and pop and dance as a space for black women. It's interesting that when I was in Danity Kane, records like damage which is a dance record that's a dance EDM four to the floor record was accepted the way it was with ad-libs and runs all through it but the yes. moment i got out of a of white the moment i got out of a group that was predominantly white i wasn't being respected in the same space that i grew up in as a black
1: woman so it's weird because it is very interesting and i often say this a lot about kelly Rowland did this mm-hmm. whole pop dance immersion and culturally and the, we didn't support her and black culturally didn't, we didn't support no, it the uk her. they loved it the uk loved, it. She, loved was, it she was she the was the beyonce of the uk and i
2: was yeah she and, was a and, superstar yeah and 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 I, I know that same journey um because i've had it too uh and and donna summer before that when disco yes. and so on and so forth so like i think it's an interesting thing I, the, the 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 wild thing you know kelly again because she was able to be with predominantly black group she still had an a a a holding of under like someone saying okay you're beautiful as a black woman in this space whereas i feel like when you're in a predominantly multiracial group um black it's even worse because you're sitting in the group succeeding doing the records that you're doing even so much as writing them and the lie in, in your mind is like Okay, well, obviously we're we're rocking because I'm singing these records and I'm doing all this. But as soon as you leave that group, those same people that say that they love you, they don't love you. Don't support it. Because you now don't fit into that thing. So now as a black woman, you become alternative R&B or uh, trying too hard or that's not good music. And I don't like making that music, which the same people say, why you can't be the old person? I didn't change. I'm making the same records that I made in that, re- like if that person stands that looks
0: record.
1: Different.
2: Right. But if for some reason the validation happens when a black girl stands next to non-black artists, then you are received yes. as a pop artist. But the moment you take a chocolate girl away from those moments.
1: Um, 100%. You're
2: not the same. And I had to learn that as an independent artist because I, I continued my journey into the electro pop space and found it very difficult to really receive support um, for the same records that if I took, gave it to my group, they would they would do well in it.
1: My favorite EDM song is sung by a black woman, mm-hmm. and this song would come on every time. I didn't know what EDM music was. I had never been to a rave, you know. To me, when I was growing up in Bro Bridge, Louisiana, EDM music was white people music,
2: which is crazy like, because see- dance music comes from Detroit and Chicago. Yes. House, yes. house music it's black it's house music where we it's started thanks, Logo, you know bounce bounce is dance. Yeah. So we, dance is dance so we say rap but that's not that's not the truth bounce free to katie ray and all of them that's that's dance music just like ballroom that's all under the category dance
1: yes yes so nobody told us that no one told us but do you remember that song, You Love and Feel So Good? And that's what takes me high. Ah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: me. Right, and that, they, um, and it was me. a black woman.
0: Uh-huh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wanna be my Wanna lover. Wanna be my lover. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Like uh-huh. it's so crazy because, but in the videos, black, you never la see bouche. the black lady la la bouche, living her la bouche, life. La bouche. Yeah,
0: okay. mm-hmm yeah
2: so yeah it's real it's real and and so we haven't even we we that's a discussion that needs to be had because culturally dance and electronic music comes from queer community black culture in Detroit go-go music and house music from Chicago and Detroit that's where it started um that's just the truth Detroit house music is what started the the wave of house and dance Wow! Mm-hmm. I just... So, like, I always like wanted to be a part of that, and I thought that because I had had my introduction into pop music with Danity Kane, that it would be a beautiful transition to then go into the culture, you know, culturally and just sonically, yeah. kind of where I went as an independent artist. But I found that the more uh, artistic I got and the more uh, innovative I got, the harder it was for people to see it. So now with this new album, I'm finally getting. Like my albums have all been critically acclaimed, uh, thanks to Pritch Fork and, and, and the love that it's gotten. Uh, but I've never been able to like break back uh, into a wider a wider range because of that.
1: Well, it's the Grace Jones um, syndrome. You know what I mean? Like when I see you perform, it's very Grace Jonesy. It's very performative. It's very avant-garde. It's out of the box. And I feel like, unfortunately for Grace Jones, she never really got her roses until after the fact. fact. And now we're watching another coming of Grace Jones. And I say this because the costuming that you wear, the sound of your music is is so different the way you move on stage is so like nothing i've ever seen except in a grace jones moment and you're having this and you're exploring this for people yet nobody is really no one's really appreciating it but right. i want to tell you that hold on yeah because grace okay. jones had to do the same yeah. thing
2: Yeah, and i'm okay with it like i don't i don't need the validation i used to because i was so confused as to why it did, you know. People didn't see the beauty of what we were doing because my peers who were not black were receiving the same. Like, what I always think about—it's interesting. my guys, uh, Lord. Lord, Lord is another one. Yeah, right? When she dances, it's like very erratic, and and they love her for it. But if we do it, it's that's uh uh-uh, uh no, you know. Like, there's an no. interesting dynamic where in pop culture we've allowed. You know, non-black artists have a wide range of pop, right? Dark pop, synth, like yes. Alana Alana Del Rey, yes, to a Lord, to a Holly, to, to a Dua Lipa, to a Billie Eilish, right? Whereas we don't give our cultural, our Black culture, the same love to stretch the gambit of it, not just being R B or hip hop. And I, I want to just introduce something beautiful because I think there's an opportunity to support more of the girls outside of the genres and spaces that you would normally see us and but i let me I ask you a question
1: go because you've been in the boardrooms you've talked to the yeah. R people you've done all the all the things and obviously you didn't agree with it because you wouldn't be indie artists if you did but do you feel like there are black executives there that are saying take a chance on this or are they saying that's not really where we want to be I think that the executives they don't, don't want to it. be
2: that Yeah, I've tried it I was with major labels And they just didn't get it Like I would have stayed with Bad Boy Or Puffin' them If they would have As a solo artist If he would have just said Okay, I believe in you And let's get it But they were, they were like Nobody's going to sign you Doing this type of music I, I don't agree with it in the sense that like, no, I think that there are executives that just it's, it's no disrespect to us. It's not even personal. I just think executives go where the trend is. If it's Same. trendy, they'll they'll rock with it. But nobody could tell me that they would have said Billie Eilish was if just looking at Billie. That had been like superstar because the truth yeah. is they wouldn't. And she wore those baggy clothes with that green hair. And if a black girl that looked like that walked in the room and it was like, yep, they would have said, nah, it's now that really is what she is. They would definitely take a chance on another artist looking like that. But the truth is that they won't love the artist being that until a a, a black girl comes Somebody else does. And then they'll be like, we need it, Right. So that's just the truth of it and that was kind of my trajectory. Nobody said I would last this long, but yet here, here I, I still am. And now they so told me yeah. 8 years ago, eight, being indie was not like you know you can't survive being indie. I'm 8 years indie and now indie is the cool thing, right? Now all the yeah. artists are independent
1: they leave 100%. in their major labels. Yeah. So like And they're I finding success. Success more than exactly. I mean, you have people Popping off on SoundCloud, TikTok, you, SoundCloud, girls, TikTok, yeah, you know, everything. doing the most. Look at Lil, Lil Nas X, his now whole Lil Nas his whole come up he's was... a whole
2: different thing, right? And now they want more Lil Nas Xs, right? But, but if someone would have said, "We want to," if, if if a if a gay, beautiful, queer man came in and said, "I want to be naked on SNL and I want to rock," they would have been like, "We're never signing you, ever." No. now Girl, they would have never. Honey, he's giving you m- malfunction and. PP out g- and everything. He's, on giving he's, giving poling, he's giving you Janet He's giving you Janet on the Super Bowl. Poland penis. Poland penis, honey. <laughs> he's giving pollen penis and living for the kids.
1: Yes. Janet ran so Lil so X so can run. His
2: balls could run. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so his balls can run out of his pants. <laughs> yeah
2: So you know it is what it is. And that's real. And so the, so it's no dish. I don't take offense to it, but that I think the executives just don't want to take that chance until they feel like somebody else. It blew up for them, and then they go, you know, and do it. Yeah. Um, and at the time, there wasn't anybody really doing that for it to be popular enough for someone to say, "I'm gonna take a chance on this chick." Meanwhile, my counterparts, people who I love, because I, my peers to me are the Purity Rings, the Grimes, uh, Saint Vincent, those really cool the uh, little Vincent. dragon. Yeah, like these are the people yeah. that I want to be able to sit next the to, to my peers. South-west. Yeah, and 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 the they south-west. they have yeah. labels that support them, and I just would love. I wish we had more black labels saying yo let's look at these alt artists and let's take a chance like where are the black labels that have mainly alt alt, alternative artists and pioneering for them they're out there but we should give more love to that because you know it's out there and and get that money
1: and start that label you better get that money and start that
2: label i am indie, so let me let me get those first and then i'll i follow through on the follow-through but you know it is what it is i'm very grateful because like i said we talked about making the band it took me I look at my peers and I look around and I'm very grateful that I'm still rocking, you know? And I think a lot of that has to do with, being from NOLA, from the boot, Mm -hmm. you know, where our survival rate is just like, you know, we keep going, you know, and we keep pushing.
1: 100%. I don't know people who, I don't know. And maybe this is a South central LA type of conversation. This might be a Chicago kind of conversation, but I also feel like I can speak for new Orleans when you think about loss and you think about, Hard times, and you watch people bury somebody one day and return to work the, the next day, day. and because they have to feed their families, like that's the kind of that we grew up around. right? You know, my mother was Baby. like, you know you're like you're not no one's stopping. like oh. we gonna we gonna all lend the hand, make sure your kids are good, make sure you're eating right. while you're working, but we, we like rock. you keep it going and we're gonna right. rock it. We're not gonna and let one thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. because the and worst thing you can do in, in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. The worst what, thing you can do in Louisiana in the ghetto yeah. is go and come back. You can't yeah, go and come you, back.
2: You can't you have you can't sit still. You can't stay. You gotta mm. move. You gotta keep moving. And so from for me, that's what this out. That's why it's called a second line, right? Because the truth is even in death we dance. Even in Sorrow, we danced, right? And even in the second, because the second line is normally, the reason why I named the album the second line is because if you're not from New Orleans, Louisiana, you don't know a second line usually happens. It's a parade during the funeral. Google it. Yeah, you celebrate the legacy of someone's death by dancing with brass bands and you hit the streets and you dance to their legacy. And I think we've always approached death differently, just like we always approach loss and hurt differently. Instead of being bitter, we put them shoes on and we hit that...
0: Oh, no,
2: no. You don't need a permit, boo. You don't need a permit, boo. All you need is a handkerchief. We We A handkerchief and an umbrella, baby, and we'll give you life. (laughs) And that's what this, okay? That's that's what this album embodies. And, you know, and it's a futuristic approach to it. So lending a hand again to that pop culture, but also, you know, showing the Orleans in a different light, but in the end, right, it's the dance. In the end, it has always been about the dance. And uh, the truth is, since the, the line, since Orlando I have been dancing through every part of it, homelessness to the loss of my cancer. My father being diagnosed with cancer to losing my grandfather and Katrina, to losing my grandmother, to losing both groups, not one, but twice losing a group that I would never have left. All that loss, I'm still dancing, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially coming from the South, because through it all, we still, we just
1: am. Girl, I'm going to bring you it. to the UK, bitch. I'm going to bring you that's to the UK cool. and, okay. and drop you there, boo. Because right? these British people get it. Yeah, they th- there. Th- they but that's but Did you watch the Tina documentary? Did yeah. you watch the Tina documentary? We yeah. yeah. haven't given her flowers.
2: Yeah.
1: How crazy was it yeah. that Tina yeah. Turner was right here mm-hmm. in our own backyard. And, and, and we wouldn't give her the time. And no. we wouldn't give her the time. And then at 40 years old, yeah. she flew her ass across the pond mm-hmm made an album with British people. Right. And And they gave her the love. And they gave her the love. And Mm -hmm. it was because we couldn't get out get out of our own ways. We couldn't give Tina Turner what she needed. And she needed a voice. And Mm -hmm. she just needed a moment. And I hate that. I hate that Kelly Rowland had to go and do commander over there and had to do when love takes over over there. I hate it. I really Mm -hmm. do. I hate it. Yeah, so we'll I hate that Deborah it. Cox had yeah. to do a dance version. So right. How did we get here? Yeah. In order to like get her,
2: yeah. Shit? But that's okay. We'll change. You got to keep. You got to keep going and change it. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's always what I. I you you named Kalise another one who created a sound and was ahead of her time. We can go on and on about Fifi Dobson as an alternative do rock me. girl that we paid us to, and she was a yeah. she was the counterpart to Ava Levine and we didn't give her any. Like Fifi, didn't we didn't give, give her. We didn't give her any flowers. It's been a D. D. an interesting Thompson. journey for black, yeah, for, for black women who are in spaces that are new for us. And I think we culturally, it's time for us to start talking about it. It's shame on us. We have to start. First. Shame
1: on us. Shame we on culturally us. Everybody have to
2: start supporting, and not just one. We get excited for one girl, and we're like, we're gonna go for that one girl. No, it has to be multiple girls. We have to give just as much love. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And all for all you girls out there who didn't know when Khalees Milkshake was the shit, bitch. Yeah, I'm telling you, Milkshake was, was everything track,
2: when she was screaming on the but, track.
1: But, oh yeah, Fourth of July. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and Spotify Fourth of July yeah. and, and let see, me and know what life. y'all think and get
2: your life and get your and oh. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So like again, like we yeah we've gotta we've gotta we've gotta do a good we we've gotta do a better job of saying okay. We do need R and B, and we do need you know hip, rap and hip hop. That is a part of us that will never not. But we created all of this, like the science, yeah. you know, the base of all of this. So if we're not respecting the black girls in heavy metal, and in alternative rock, and in country, and in dance. Then shame on us. We should we should be able to see ourselves in all spaces, and that's really what sure. I'm trying to do. Especially the the last my last eight years as a solo artist is showing everyone that a girl from the south can
1: can can find her place. Can do it, honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do it and do it and do it well. All yeah. right. Uh, I would like. I want to find half a million dollars. I want to find you know 1.5 from this person and just give you the cash and let yeah, you start this label it. and let's I'll make this money. It. Like I'm just saying. Look, my mind is I'll going a mile it. a minute trying to figure out who to hook you up with to like make this all the this whole thing it. happen. Yeah. Um. This is airing throughout Pride Month. Yes. Which love my gays. A bitch, and the gays are here for you. That's listen. That's I wouldn't even part. have a okay. career.
2: I wouldn't even have a career. I don't even make music for nobody but the gays. Everybody else, they could, you know, they'll come, they can come along, but my gays is my family.
1: The gays will enter the group chat (laughs) even when we don't, we don't know what's about to happen. But because you were so good in the last group chat, we're going to enter this one.
2: They have developed this culture. We steal everything from the gays and we need to start acknowledging that our vernacular, everything, the way we walk, the way we talk, everything is uh, is gays. And if we're being very specific, the black gays. So let's really like talk about the truth of what it is, but and give yeah. love to the community. Yeah, absolutely. Stop just saying it in a cute little package and then copying it, but actually like recognize and, and spread love to all trans, gay, LGBTQIA plus. Yeah.
1: I tell all my girlfriends, I'm like, when you jam in formation, and you're you're out there and you're jamming formation Listen. and it's mm-hmm. the sissy walking, the twerking, you know, when Beyonce did the thing with Solange at homecoming yes, with tap yes. you on knees, ladies. Ta, 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 that's Orleans. all New Orleans. And it is all if I can find those femme gay queens who were in the club, sissy boo and eh, do the sissy
0: boo.
2: And that was this high school, baby. We was in dresses and in, in, at prom on our in a handstand. Don't act like you don't know
1: look okay okay everybody okay i'm gonna take y'all back to spotify PNC. you're gonna type in dj jubilee come on and i don't care if you were in your own coffin Listen. at your motherfucking wake Listen. if you heard come on come on come get on get ready ready, ready, ready
2: ready get ready get ready or yes! or Sing I'm a, Sing man, man, he a he little, little high. Ha- 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 oh my
1: God. <laughs> Come on. Me and my girl. T- me. Me. What I loved about Bounce Music and that New Orleans dance was the one thing I loved about it was no matter who you were, mm-hmm. no matter if you were straight, if you were gay, if you were yeah, from yeah. Magnolia Projects and you were from this place, when those songs came on, Except, it didn't matter I'm where you men. were. You, it's a, it was wow. a party. And flow. you b- all knew the dance moves and every neighborhood had a little spin on it. Every yeah, neighborhood had wall. one every, little every wall spin on it. A,
2: every wall had a different thing because if you're from the nine yes. wall to 7th wall you do a little to you do something a little yes. different. Yes. Absolutely. It was love and it was something very natural. Like, very natural to us to hit the floor and pop and twerk and, and shake your ass was not a sexual thing. It was just a fact to have trans artists that were huge to us in Bounce Music was, uh, like my first, my favorite artist started out as trans artists because it was the Messy Mayas, the Katie Riz. so I, yes. most of the time, queer culture was dictating our music right there in New Orleans, so we were already
1: 100%
2: very aware of what that was, and like so just to see it now and, and, and to see it coming from where it, my only sadness is that I wish it came more from us and less from people who are not from where yes. we're from because yes. we love it when it's on. We love when someone else wears the sweater instead of giving love to the people mm-hmm. who needed it, you know, sew the sweater themselves.
1: If you would know the fashions in New Orleans listen, in the 90s, listen, before it the was popping, the, 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 the nails, the, gold the feet, hair, the, 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 the we've been colored stripes, been stripes and multi, yes, the swoop with the waterfall, the pre- with the barrel with curl, with the pin curl. I had my I had a barrel
2: no, curl.
1: No, no, to be gay in the streets of New Orleans was not easy, but Mm-mm. to be gay in the clubs of New Orleans, you were king. a king. It was to be king. It was the one, it was like the one moment where you could actually just let it out and Come people on. were sweating Come and on. dancing and, it was where you got praised. Like, I remember going to a wedding dance in Louisiana. Like, there's a reception, right. and then after the reception, there's at a, night, like, you drop your kids off, and there's the and then other you get thing raunchy. called the wedding dance. And then you get raunchy, and you know, it's a circle. Everything is a circle. Mm-hmm. So, a song comes on, and you see, you know, there's always Al. Al was the gay dude in the yeah. neighborhood. Al would get it ready, get it ready, and people would crowd around Al and, Al up like, and throw money at Al. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and Al would start the party, and no one ever made fun of him. No one said, look at that, shit, Al. Mm-mm. But if when Al was himself outside of a club or outside of music, mm-hmm. Al had to run for his life.
2: Right. And let's talk about the truth of it. And so, like, that's something that culturally we have to do a better job of. And so that's why I say now, if we're going to take, if we're going to recognize the gatekeepers and, and take their shit, like, make sure we give love to the gatekeepers because their lives were not easy. Their stories are mm-hmm. uh, their own and they're difficult. So let's, if we're going to take it, pay homage, pay homage well, gravel at their feet, lay prostrate to them mm-hmm. because they have given us the way to be able to speak what we speak. You know, don't just say, yeah. Oh, we love the gays and, and you know, no, you yeah.
1: have
2: to to give love. And that's why I've been very dedicated to my, my movement and very grateful to the people who have rocked me since the very beginning. And that's why I take, always going back to my group seriously i will never not say no to danity kane because i know what danity kane was for a lot of the gays in the community and how they take yes. love us and respected us and so i'll never take any of those things for granted because i know that they are my biggest um motivator the yeah. largest influence
1: always be an ally always my god i I just got transported back home. I can (laughs) taste the Etouffee in my mouth. But oh, bitch, I can feel the Boudin skin. Yeah, I can feel the Boudin skin.
2: Listen, the turkey that you see up in that crawfish barrel because that turkey neck that stood up in that, you know, that Uh hot pickle, that hot pickle. Uh Remember
1: going to the skate ring and there were always dance contests at the the skate ring?
2: I used to go to skate country, but you couldn't tell us nothing. And listen, oh my God, that blue, (laughs) that blue ring. Listen.
1: Let me tell you something. Your mama would say this. This is what your mama would say. Hey, because you know what? You would always go with a group of, it was always the same pack. You always went with the same pack to the skate zone. So on a Friday night when your mama just got off of work, you'd have to be like, "Okay, you ask your mama to drop us and I'm going to ask my mama to pick us up. But it's like, no, 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 no. My my mama picked us up last time. She ain't going to pick us up. Let's ask your mama to pick us up. And we're going to lie and say blah, blah. (laughs) So you go up to your mama and be like, hey, can you drop us off at the skate zone? Who going? How much money you need? And it'd be like, who picking y'all up? (laughs) Well, let me talk to her to make sure she's going to pick y'all up. My parents dropped
2: us off. And it would be right. You don't want your mama to come in with the slippers into the no. thing oh. and get you and have the guy call you, Dawn, oh. Richard, could you please come to the front of the, of the dance? Or your mama told you
1: to be ready at 1030 and slippers. you know it ended at 11, 1025, you That's
2: better be it. outside. I, to, I had my mom do that to me all the time, right? In the dance too, the DJ would be like, hello, yes. Dawn. And yes.
1: My mother would be like, "If you make me, if you make me get out of this car in my mother f- can't robe," and I'd be like, "No, I'm not gonna be late. We are not gonna be late." But you'd be my having a good time,
2: and, and they always play PNC. They always play Jubilee right before you bounce. Right before it. you, get, yeah, you gotta get all of you gotta get all the dance moves
1: in. You'd be sweating, but you always had that one hoe friend. Always who you would lose. I had there had was always that one, was one hot, hot one. one. Mm-hmm. We, we had multiple. Uh uh-huh. huh. You was you would say that girl hot. She fast. She a hot yeah. one. We had the draws. Red. Red. Yeah, we the We had a black,
2: a brown, and a red. Say red. We had a we had a brown and then we had a black. You know what when the fellas talking, say black. Say red. Yes. Yes. Say brown. Say brown.
1: And I used to love going to the barbershop <laughs> because the most is talked at about oh, always like
2: everybody, you know about everybody's business in the barbershop.
1: Ooh, everybody. everybody. But, and you had to wait there because even though your car was at nine, yeah, Ramna was going to take four, you at 1245.
2: Mm-hmm. And you pick your number because mm-hmm. they had the number of the haircuts on the thing. You get your number two affair. And, and then you
1: four, pick, and you're mad. Four. Yeah. Oh my God. And you're mad because you're like, can this bitch stop talking and just mm-hmm. do this hair sock get the hair? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all don't even know. And by the way, you used to get a weave back in the day. Now yeah. you're paying four or $500. No, you used to get it
2: for... Yeah, yeah but then you used to get it for like $80. $80, get
1: it for- $80 with the hair included. And everything. by the way... installation and everything. You hear me? Absolutely. It- Absolutely. I am so mad right now yeah. that you and I... Like, I'm just... <laughs> I can smell the hair burning from. I
2: can smell the peroxide. peroxide.
1: I remember you used to get your
2: dye your hair, and your they would do the peroxide. You would put yeah. the uh, the bleach in, and your hair would be in yeah. colors. It would it would go it would go from orange to yellow to green to blue. Wait, <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, gonna, the, I'm gonna blow your hair up. I'm gonna yeah. blow your head up right now. Watch me blow your hair up. Do you remember when you were young and your mama would never let you color your hair, so you would take the Kool Aid packet Kool-Aid pack. and you would dye I mean, your I mean, hair I mean, with you the Kool Aid packet?
2: Kool-Aid pack. I had the tips done, baby, very blue. You know what I'm saying?
1: you guys don't even know no, what it was like not growing anymore. up in louisiana not
2: absolutely and, not.
1: and getting a po' boy sandwich after Listen, church
2: after church Sausage. and if you and here's the thing so in louisiana in new orleans especially we have a huge vietnamese uh culture so like you don't mm-hmm. know nothing until you get your ring pierced into your your nails for your for when you get the ring pierced and you got that dangle that Bitch. dangle Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You didn't know, you didn't like know. you didn't know Mm-mm. what it was like you know? until you got that ring piercing that on that finger. That, that little ring. one that hang
2: because that's when you uh-huh. had extra money for that day.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hold on, which one of your aunts had the martini glass? Oh, and the, uh, and the gold, gold tooth? tooth.
2: Absolutely. Yes, my papa had it too. He had a he had a curl. He had the S curl <laughs> and the <he, laughs> and the gold tooth <laughs> with the caddy had Absolutely. And he had a uh, a cane that was a sword.
1: You guys, how many times did your grandmother tell you if you come in this damn house one more time, you're gonna have to take a nap? <laughs> Stop letting the air out of this house. Say don't waste that air condition, baby. Don't, don't waste, waste that air
0: condition.
1: <laughs> Listen, oh, I love my city. Oh, I love your don't you love your city? Don't you love that? By the way, so don't culture. you love? that you don't even remember having a car seat or putting on a seatbelt, or that people didn't bring an ice chest in a car when you went on long road trips like don't you like
2: isn't that crazy no it's this real life it's what it is it's what it is and that's like that's the like all of that reminiscent all that good stuff is what makes us who we are and what makes that city so special this in louisiana special and literally for real y'all if y'all haven't gotten this like I, try, I, I just got reacquainted with, you know, back home after 10 years for Katrina. So I've been home for like four, four years now. And that's why my music has really been speaking to me and like why this these albums are meaning so much mm-hmm. is because I'm revisiting the feeling that I feel all this stuff and trying to figure out how to put it into the albums uh, yeah. musically because I don't think people really realize how like culturally oh rich, you know, yes. our, our state is and what we what we embody. And so it's just really good to talk to you about like, this type Ugh. of stuff because I don't think people realize like how rich and, and, and wealthy. We may not be a rich city. We may be a poor city. You know, we've gone through a lot, but man, do we have culture,
1: you know? Damn. You guys check out and stream dawn on spotify on apple music wherever you get your music you yeah. do not want to miss check this her this new album, album second
2: line it's out now it's
1: out now it's my city it's my state it's my culture it's my memories if you guys want to understand me more if you guys need to google what we were talking about in this whole thing please do check it out
2: yeah
1: i'm about to cry i, I had it such a great moment i your love you so
2: much friend. thank you yeah this is that's it. i love you Come on. i love you I will sip always with you
1: you guys thank you so much for taking the sip i am so happy you got to experience that please subscribe write rate review let us know what you like what you didn't like send this to a friend who may be from louisiana who may understand what we were talking about today or send this to an artist who is looking for that big label this might give them a little bit of hope that they can do this on their own And we'll see you next week for another episode of Just a Sip. Don't forget to follow me at Justin A. Sylvester. You guys have a good afternoon.